It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello everyone and good morning. Welcome to our live feed update for August 11th. <laughs> I'm your host Darren Armstrong. Um and with me today is JT. How are you doing JT? Hey, I'm doing great. I'm super excited. This is going to be awesome. Yes, very excited. <laughs> um, so uh, we are here to update you on everything that happened yesterday on the Big Brother 22 live feeds. And it was day six in the Big Brother house. Yes. And an interesting day. Um, it's Things are kind of starting to come together starting to solidify um they're kind of gliding toward a finish this week that uh a finish that is not looking great for Keisha yeah um i think that people there wasn't a lot of campaigning going but there was a lot of um alliance making a lot of the the alliance train really was taking off and i think that due to the numbers of those alliance members it's not looking good for Keisha. Mm, yes uh in the chat they're wondering uh, are you the jt that danny and cody are talking about all the time? <laughs> i wish <laughs> are you a mutual acquaintance i wish um all right so let's talk about what's happening here um again things are solidifying they're coming together um and i think that we're starting to look at a situation in the house where um there are a lot of people who have a lot of options um and the outcome of the next hoh is going to determine a lot i think so let's get into it memphis and cody start out the day as they tend to do um, outside of the HOH room. They check in about the idea about the alliance. Um, Memphis says that he talked to Danny about the idea and that she basically, she vetoed 
the Bailey part of it. Uh, can't do Bailey if Devon is not involved. And so instead, they're gonna do. They're gonna go with Franzel. Uh, Cody says that's probably a good idea because he heard that Bailey and Janelle have something from the pregame that uh, that could also be disruptive to a potential group. So, uh, so that is what they're gonna do moving forward. Yeah, it seems to me like Memphis is doing something here that I really admire when players do, and that is they figure out what they want. And then they figure out who they need to get it from. And they somehow make that player think that they want that thing. So Memphis knows that he wants Tyler and Christmas. So in order to do that, he goes to Danny, who he knows can get Tyler and Christmas and says, hey, or he goes to Cody and then says, hey, we need to go to Danny and have her get Tyler and Christmas. And then somehow have we're going to get to this later on in the day, but have Christmas then come to you so it doesn't look like we're together, which I think was a really Memphis isn't my favorite player, but it definitely was a smart move for him to to kind of do this six degrees of separation kind of thing. Mm, yeah, Memphis is approaching every person in this group uh, as though they're the first person he's approaching. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very complicated to get straight in your head who's supposed to know what. Um, but, uh, but basically, uh, each person thinks they were the first person contacted. Each person has an order in which they were supposed to have been contacted. And Cody is actually the last person who was supposed to have been contacted, even though he was actually the first person that was contacted. Um, and, some of the people that Memphis has talked to have actually gone to Cody to tell him about the Memphis contacting them. Um, and, uh, and so there's a lot of, uh, you know, back and forth here, but, um, but this is the idea. Memphis wants to lock down a couple more people today and hopefully get this group started. Yeah. I feel like, uh, if, if this goes to plan, then I think this is going to be like our new, like big alliance that's going to, and I think this can actually be a successful alliance because everyone that is in this six seems to have a grasp on a certain part of the game that the others are lacking in. So I feel like they, this six really balances each other out very well. Yeah, it's it's an interesting group. Uh, I am I'm skeptical about like the ties that will bind them because Memphis doesn't want to like sit in a in a room together. But uh, we'll, we'll see where it goes. Uh, a lot of them are excited about it. I think that uh, just having any connection is going to be useful for them. And and certainly, like if say Memphis wins the next HOH, I think we'll really start to see this group solid um, and uh, and wanting to work together moving forward. Yeah, for sure. And I feel like uh, out of the six in this group that they are not like run to the power kind of people. Um, So I don't feel like if the Janelle Kaser side of the house wins, that one of the six of them is likely to split or to flip. They're going to be like, well, we just need to win veto. And if we don't, we just need to pick which one of us is going to be sacrificed and just keep it pushing like they're like these are like the six I don't want to say cutthroat because that's not the word I'm really looking for but these are the six people that are like it's us six to the end it's us six or nobody Mm mm-hmm 
Um, all right. So Cody is going to also talk with Kevin in the have not room. Um, Cody lets Kevin know basically like I, I'm in your corner. I think you're good. Uh, I've been telling people that I want you to stay. Um, like I, I'm serious about this. I would like to work with you. Uh, and, and, and this can be something good moving forward. Um, Kevin feels good about that after Cody leaves. Kevin starts talking to the cameras and he's just like, uh, oh, man, I'm going to take a gamble. I think that was genuine. I mean, like he told me that nobody's working, nobody's talking to him. I know that's a lie, but I say that, too. And it's a lie when I say it. And I'm a genuine person. So, like, it's not that big of a deal. Uh, I think he's telling the truth. And he just goes on to, like, stream of consciousness, run through essentially what it's like to be a nominee in the first week where you are lacking information. Um, you're, you've been nominated basically since you got into the house. So nobody's giving you anything. So you're flying blind. Uh, you have to trust what people are telling you when they have a lot of incentive to lie to you. Um, the relationships that you're building are impacted by this invisible wall between the two of you where there's a power imbalance. Um, and you are telling, terrified that you're going to be the first one out and he's talking through all of the things that he wishes that he could be doing and thinks that he might need to be doing and like what can i offer people that's not just generic offering because keisha will offer the same thing and uh like i I gotta find something unique and uh it was it was super interesting i i loved this from kevin yeah i think that kevin is the type of player that is going to need to do this a lot throughout the game in his first season. Um, he kind of, we kind of got this, but we got it in the DR um, where he like had to like stop for a second, think about everything that's happening and then how he needs to approach it. Um, instead of just playing like, like a fast, like head on game, he like really sits down and analyzes it. And I'm like, I'm here for, it. I'm here for Kevin, like talking us through his game. I will watch it on the feeds every day. Like, Give me more. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Kennedy in the chat uh, asks a question that I was actually talking about last night on my Twitch stream, which is that uh, a first a person, a first nominee has never gone on to win the game. Somebody that has faced the vote in the first mm. week, somebody who was nominated in the first week that has not won the veto, essentially, has never gone on to win the game. Um, and that includes big brother Canada. Um, like it is a significant disadvantage to be in this position during the first week when all of the very important things are happening. Um, and it's like, you can see like, because like you, Kevin and Keisha, we know they're great players, right. but they're stuck in this position where they are nominated in the first week and they are floundering. Um, and we're seeing good players look like terrible players. Um, and it's it's rough. I think the thing that they're missing is. Is the idea that just because these people know you and they've watched you play or you've watched them play doesn't necessarily mean that they're voting to keep you and that they're good for your game right now. And I've noticed that um, a lot in a lot of Keisha's conversations is that she kind of just assumes that 
based on the six days you spent together, plus me watching your season and you watching my season and us having that connection of both being on Big Brother, that you're going to vote to keep me. But the thing is, is Kevin also played Big Brother and Kevin has also been in the house with these people for the last six days. So I feel like neither of them are like, like pushing to stay in the game. And it's, it's week one. We're out of any week. This is the week where literally either of you could go. Yeah. Uh, so that was interesting. Memphis is going to go and talk to Tyler uh, and give Tyler the pitch for the alliance. Um, Tyler is he's down. Uh, Tyler just has this like the response to people saying they want to work with Tyler. It's it's always the same. Uh, like he's he puts the smile on his face. And it's like, yeah, man. Like, yeah, I'm super excited about this. Like, let's let's do this, man. Like, this will be great. <laughs> it's true though. <laughs> yeah. I feel like um Tyler knows that he's the man to pull in. Like Tyler has positioned himself in the house to to where he knows that he's the middleman. Like him and Devon are like the two middlemen of the house. And like depending on what side they go to depends on what house will have the numbers for this first, you know, pre-jury portion of the game. So I think that him like being so gung-ho to everyone uh, is really like, it's putting him in a better spot than he was on day four, where people were like looking at him like, oh, I don't know about Tyler, but he's like, he's using that social part of his game that we all know and love from the, you know, the beginning of uh, 21. And he's like, he's, He's he's doing his thing, I guess. <laughs> I just I'm just I'm like I said, he's setting himself up, but I'm I'm kind of scared for him that people are gonna notice it earlier than they did in his season. Mm. Uh, so Memphis is also going to go and make the pitch to Franzel. Um, that and she was she was about to talk to the cameras actually, which I was pretty curious to to hear about. Uh, but um, she said, "I really want to talk to you guys, but I'm so nervous that." And then Memphis walked in. <laughs> um, so uh, Memphis goes walks in. He gives her the pitch. Uh, six people, and I was going to bring in Bailey, but then uh, Danny said no. Um, and uh, so the, we're all good socially, and we all stand apart from each other, and uh, we don't get into a room because we don't need reassurance. Um, and uh and Franzel's down. Franzel's down. Uh she she's in uh after after Memphis leaves, she uh she gives like a thumbs up and smiles because she's like, ah, oh, that was really good. I'm really happy about that. Yeah. This conversation really sorry, my internet. No, no worries. You're, you're good now. You're good now. Okay, good. Um, I think that in this conversation, um, Franzel is doing the thing that she does a lot, which is which is like like trying to play the game, but also like trying to like stay meek and mild, um, which is how I mean that's how she won. Um, but I, I just I don't want it to be. This is the the theater coming out of me. I don't want it to be too much because it's starting to get too much. <laughs> starting to get too much. <laughs> I have I have lots of patience for Franzel. 
Uh, well, um, there you go. <laughs> a lot of people don't. I have lots of patience for Franzo, but it's getting a little too much. <laughs> um, Ian is going to have a conversation with Nicole Anthony. Um, and they're kind of talking over like where the vote might go. Uh, you know, are they working together? That like more of that. Nicole Anthony has been sick uh, from the slop. Ian, Ian was as well. Um, but she's kind of starting to recover today, starting to have more conversations again. Uh, so she's having this conversation with Ian and Ian is talking about how he feels the vote might go. And he says, I feel like the vote is going one way, but I would prefer the other way. Um, and so Nicole is like, well, what are the ways Ian? Um, and Ian says, uh, well, I think like I'd like for Kevin to stay, but I feel like Keisha's staying, which is wrong. Um, but he believes it. Um, and so, uh, Nicole Anthony says, I agree. Like, I would love for Kevin to stay. Like if Kevin goes, like the people like us, Ian, like the nerdy types, like we're going to be next, like it's going to be one after another. Um, and Ian's like, yeah, I mean, like, look, I'm, I'm fine with voting. However I want, like, I don't care which way the house is voting. Like, I don't like when people do that. I'm going to just vote based on how I feel. Um, and that's just what I'm going to do this, this season. Um, and, uh, and so Ian, Ian leaves and Nicole starts talking to the cameras and her response to this conversation this was great. He is effing fooling himself. <laughs> if he thinks he can work with them on the Keisha train, because if he votes out Kevin, like I think he is, then he's going to be targeted. Once Kevin leaves, he's at the bottom of that group. I don't know why he thinks he can do this. Um, that, that Kaser Janelle, Cody, Danny group, them all working together. The same thing is happening that happened last time. I can't believe it's happening again. Oh, man. Uh, oh, I need to go out and talk to more people. No, I can't talk to more people. That's how I got in trouble last season. Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, Nicole has a horrible case of PTSD. Like, it's so bad. Um, she is literally like living in horror of her last season. Um, but later in the day, she begins to wake up a little bit. Um, but this was, this was like feeds gold. I, I watched it like twice um, because I just could not get enough of Nicole a like spiraling. It was great. It was really good. <laughs> it was, it was, it was a lot. It was a lot. Um, so, uh, so we, uh, she's, she is, she is going to get out there and start talking to more people. Um, so we will start to see some of that. Um, but, uh, she, so she goes and she talks with a couple of other people. Uh, she goes and talks to David though, most importantly. Um, and they talk again about potentially working together. They do have this connection. They know each other from their season. Um, and they mention a potential group of five that includes, uh, Bailey, Devon, uh, David, Nicole, Anthony, and Kevin would be a potential fifth. Um, now this is an awesome group. I love it. I don't think it's going to go anywhere. Right. So when they were having this conversation, I was, I had just gotten back to 
catch up on feeds. So I was like, let me go back and listen to the Cody and Memphis conversation. So I listened to that. And then when I caught back up, this conversation was happening. So hearing those conversations back to back, like in my mind, I was like, oh my God, do we have like our two sides of the house? And then I started to think of who was on each side. And I started to think of, you know, how much of a competition threat everyone was or social game, strategic game. And I just don't, I agree with you. I don't think this is going to work. And it's for two reasons. Um, the first reason is David. I feel like, I feel like he's trying to do the whole like offbeat POC kind of thing. Like he has going on, on, on part of his game, but then he's also like really trying to get in there with Cody and Memphis. And I don't feel like he has the type of, uh, the type of strategic prowess that like a Tyler does to be able to make it work. Mm. Like it's one thing to be, to be a floater, not coaster. Um, but it's another thing to, to not do it well. Um, and I feel like he doesn't have the, the strategic chops to really do it the way that it, it needs to be done. Um, and then the second reason that I don't think it's going to work um, is because I've yet to see all of them together in one place at one time, like throughout the entire season, at least with the other six, I, we, can, we can get five of them together. We can get like four of them together, but I've yet to see this whole group, this other group we're talking about all together in the same room at the same time, not once. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And l- like I said, I, I, there are a lot of potential groups floating around at this point. Um, I really feel like the potential outcome of an HOH next week is going to solidify what's what's real and what's going to be dropped. Um, and in particular, Bailey and Devon have a lot of options. Um, you know, if. Enzo wins HOH, Danny wins HOH. Like if, if the people in the other big power structure win next week, I don't think we're going to see Devon and Bailey going down with the David and Nicole Anthony ship because they are two potential nominees from a lot of those people. Um, now if somehow, some way, Kevin, Nicole Anthony, or even potentially David wins an HOH, I could see this group coming together. I could see them making it a more formal thing for sure. Um, But it's a very select, I think, HOH outcome that makes that work. I, I, to be honest with you, with the way that Bailey and Devon have positioned themselves, I, I think actually, to be honest with you, this might be a day too late for this, but if they can get David into that three, if a Janelle or, or Kaser wins, I could see that that becoming a, a six, like a, a Bailey, Devon, David, Kaser, Janelle situation. Um, maybe, but it just would have to, like the, the break there is who wins HOH first? Does the Janelle Kaser side win HOH first or does the Cody Danny side win HOH first? It really just depends on who gets the week two HOH more than who would get the week three HOH. Yeah, I, I could see if Janelle or Kaser win the HOH. Absolutely. I would, I think that Bailey would help pull in Davon and Nicole Anthony would come with Davon and David would come with them and they could kind of rally around the, the, the Janelle and Kaser side of things. 
though I think they would probably still try to point them in directions adjacent to their other power structure. Um, so uh, we're, we're going to have some interesting, uh, potentially interesting situations next week, depending on that HOH outcome. But this is an awesome group of people. Like I would love for uh, if this was like, if this was big brother of old where like, not all of the competitions were like just super physical. Uh, mm-hmm. Like I could see this being like a really strong crew. Right. Um, all right. So uh, we then have Kevin and Danny are going to have a conversation. Kevin's freaking out a little bit because he was talking to Ian and Ian was telling him that he feels like Keisha might have the votes to stay. Uh, Ian causing a lot of chaos throughout the day with this uh, misread. <laughs> um, so Danny's going to try and talk him down a little bit, but um, but he's 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 kind of worried. Yeah, I, um, I, I didn't during this point in time during the day. I was really focused on Devon, um, and I like followed her around the house for like three hours, <laughs> pretty much. Um, and so I really didn't catch much of this. Um, but I do. I just want to say that I feel like Danny, like Danny, put in work on this day. Um, I definitely feel like she is 100% on the Keisha go home train. Um, Mm -hmm. And with Ian being like creating so much paranoia and being so wishy-washy, I'm not sure that he put the best taste in Danny's mouth. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And that's the thing. Like I was like, Oh my God, like Ian's information is going to become a self-fulfilling prophecy because it's freaking Kevin out so much that he's going to cause people to actually want him to go home. Uh, yeah. Not It hasn't happened yet. He's still very safe. But um, but if anything could could shift the uh, the tides here, um, you know, we'll, <laughs> we'll see. Um, so uh, Memphis is going to then go and talk to Christmas and give her the Alliance talk. She is also down for it uh and with that uh they're all pretty much in the loop um and uh and ready to go and and talk with uh you know make this make this thing happen um christmas is going to go and talk to cody about it um and uh so this group is they're all informed. They haven't come together, you know, officially and they don't really plan to. Uh, Memphis does go and talk to Tyler again later. Uh, they do a couple of checkups. Um, and, uh, they, they are all, it's a very interesting way to form a group. I'm, I'm honestly pretty curious to see where this goes, uh, because I don't think I've ever seen an alliance come together in this way where it, it really is one person reaching out to a bunch of different branches and not pulling them together. Um, I don't, we'll see. I, yeah. I'm skeptical myself, but we'll see. Same. I, so I got all the Cody stands out there. I'm sorry for what I'm about to say. I got a lot of, of wannabe Derek vibes from Cody this week. <laughs> I got a lot of wannabe Dan vibes from Memphis this week. Um, I feel like <laughs> Cody and Memphis, like in their own little worlds, are like they couldn't get the heroes, so they got the sidekicks. It's time for me to have my sequel. <laughs> <laughs> and so both of them <laughs> are <laughs> both of them are like 
I don't know. I just get this, like these vibes from them. Like they're, I don't, they're, I don't, I totally do not believe in playing too hard, too fast. I don't believe in that at all. I think you go in the door, like feet pushing, but I do believe that you can't be weird about it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Don't be messy. That's, that's the key. That's the key. Yeah. And so <laughs> I, I don't know, man. I just, I don't, like I said, if they can win a couple HOHs, they can, you know, get a couple people out. They might be setting themselves up well, but I don't, I don't see like these two, like big heads, like trying to, to work together long-term, especially with Danny in that group, because homegirl don't play no games like she is she's gonna be like so um i'm not gonna take you guys to the end um i don't know uh if you guys want to go out now or later but you're not gonna sit at the end with me um and I just, I don't know. I just don't see it working. And I feel like with it being all-stars, they know it's all-stars and they know that we're on their behinds that, that they're going to be like making, like this is going to be the season that's playing for the fandom. And you can already see that a little bit, um, that this is the season that's really like playing for the fandom. So they're going to be at each other's throats. And I think it, I don't, I don't, I'm not confident that this group will work. I, if they can win HOH next week, we might have a different conversation. <laughs> but I don't, I don't know. They're just, and like I said, again, they're, they've not, I don't know. I don't know. I'm scared. I'm scared for them all. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's not surprising. It's not surprising that, you know, I mean, we talked about this in the preseason. We talk about this all the time with returning players that, you know, when you play in a season with a great player, um, somebody that won the game, you often tend to emulate their style. And if you were the closest ally to that great player, it's not surprising at all to me to see Cody operating in a similar way to Derek, because I mean, he was part of Derek's game. He was a big part of Derek's game. So uh, even like just naturally, this is kind of how he did play. Um, And now he's really just trying to like fill in the hole that is Derek by, uh, by like getting, like doing the, what would Derek do? Right. Right. And I, and I feel like it's like, they're doing like the opposite of, of Enzo. Like Mary said yesterday, once like Enzo in his brain, thinks that he did everything right except he didn't win that competition so he's not changing anything he's doing and that's going to be his downfall yeah yeah (laughs) enzo is literally well enzo is enzo is doing the same thing he did last time but like multiplied it by two he was like all right (laughs) here we go you ready you guys ready for this it's like here's here's the business pitch from enzo it's like uh you guys remember the brigade Great product. Oh, <laughs> amazing. Sold like crazy. Super effective. Wonderful. It was great. Uh, here's my next box of crayons. Ready for this? <laughs> it's the brigade, but two of them. Two brigades. Yes, that's right. One brigade is great. Two brigades are it's amazing. Greater. <laughs> yeah, it's. Uh, th- this is the quite an interesting bunch, and I'm I'm super excited for this season. It's gonna be great. Um, he's, he listened to my alliance structure podcast, and he was like, "I know the next evolution. <laughs> it's not a bigger alliance. It's just 
two of them. <laughs> um, all right. Oh, so uh, that's what's going on there. Now we are going to take a quick break for our sponsors and we'll be right back. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And we're back. So let's get back to the show. Ian is going to go, or sorry, Kevin is going to um, talk to um, to Devon, um, and Kevin is uh, worried about this idea that like uh, Ian thinks I might not be good. Um, Devon says, "Don't worry, I think you're fine. I like I'm counting votes, and I think you've got the votes." Um, Kevin is saying, uh, "Okay, I look. You you're saying I'm good." I'm the people I'm gunning for are the people that uh, I think are coming for me this week. That's that's what I if that means Janelle, my idol. Sorry, Janelle. Um, Definitely Memphis. Memphis is totally coming for me. Obviously, everyone saying it. Nicole Anthony saying it. Ian saying it. They both have a pulse on the house. Memphis is obviously trying to get Keisha to stay because they're a pair. Um, And so Memphis is going up on the block if I win that HOH. Maybe with Janelle, who is also pushing for me to go. Um, You know, they'll, they'll get there. Kevin, Kevin, Kevin. They'll get there. Um, uh, Nicole A also does talk to Memphis and Memphis tells Nicole like I don't I don't care about Keisha staying in fact if she goes that's probably good for me because people falsely think that we're a pair yeah and I feel like Keisha is um, <laughs> this is why I'm frustrated with their campaigning tactics because some days Keisha is using her connection with Memphis to try to stay. Some day she's using her connection with Memphis to try to get to still try to stay, but to get Kevin out. Like I just I feel like someday she's denying it and someday she's not. Um and I just I don't I don't I don't know. I just I don't know. I just feel like that I mean I, is this your Keisha impression? Yeah, <laughs> kind of. Yeah. <laughs> she's she's basically her conversations, her campaigning conversations are not like effective. It's like even too good of a word for it. Like <laughs> they're not even like comprehensible. Well, like she, she doesn't know what to do. She's never been in this spot before. Like again, being the first week nominee is like playing an entirely different game. Uh, like most, all of these people, um, even David have never experienced what it's like to be the first 
nominee um and like really just feel that that sort of like again they're completely left out of everything uh keisha in her first season was in the first week like part of this like big overthrow and then was part of an alliance and she had information and she like was able to get a taste of power um playing from that spot is so dramatically different than playing from the bottom with no information nothing um and she doesn't know what to do like it's like you can be uh you can be a great uh warrior right uh great swordsman deadly across the land um but if you have no idea how to fight hand-to-hand combat and you don't have a sword you're now useless and uh you're you know as as deadly as a kitten so uh like that's kind of where keisha's at right now yeah i mean I know she's watching a big brother like just proactively lie like enough week one like pre-jury nominees don't do that enough like they don't pre proactively lie like make something up like just make something up to like draw some to to put some paranoia in people's minds like I don't know say you saw Kevin and you walked in on Kevin and Cody and they said the word two when you walked in the storage room or something and then go from there. Like it, like make something up, like do whatever you need to do to stay. You're going to be first boo on all stars, girl. Look, we've got, we've got a couple of days. Uh, I'm hoping that she really starts to pick up steam. The problem is, and like what makes these big alliances so effective is that like, they're very good at just like, nullifying the masses just like uh make like just making you feel just comfortable enough that you're like i'm worried but i'm also worried that if i do too much then i might mess up a position that i'm actually like they they're more worried that they're gonna screw themselves over than they are that they are gonna lose if that makes sense like i'd rather get voted out first than because I got put up and it was it was a, a sucky situation and there wasn't much that I could do, then me be fine right now and then I go balls to the wall uh, and that screws me over and I'm known as the person who was safe and sent myself home in the first week. Uh, yeah. So yeah, yeah, and like and I I agree. Like Brent said in the chat um, that she doesn't care. She got her 40k and I feel like if you gave me the list of the 16 like players and was like pick one of them that is just there for the check and doesn't care when they go they would like to win but they don't care when they go i probably would have said keisha (laughs) i mean i i I, I personally i think like i think keisha has a drive to be there i mean i think they all do keisha's probably on the lower end of the spectrum in terms of drive like she's not like a super fan by any means but uh, like, I think she wants to be there. Um, like, you know, I think it takes a lot of desire to go in as an alternate um, and right. say, I'm going to I'm going to quarantine myself for two weeks on the off chance that somebody that else gets kicked out. Yeah, um, so. I feel like I feel like out of the rumored alternates we had that like if Keisha wasn't the one to go she'd have been like oh well that was a good two weeks away from my kids <laughs> I'm a good two week vacation uh, I guess I'm gonna go back to the, you know what I'm saying like I feel like like I don't want to say that she is like not there to play or that she's just like nonchalant or lackadaisical I but I do feel like she's like well I'm on the block if I go I go 
And I don't think that like, I don't know, maybe because I love this game so much and that I have waited in six hour lines in the freezing cold in New York City every summer to try to get on this damn show, like for the last like seven years, six years. And I really want to be there. <laughs> and they, and that you're there and you don't really want to be there kind of gets me a little mad. You know, <laughs> I'm just I, a little I, I, I absolutely hear what you're saying. I, I, I do, though, think that the situation makes it seem like she is a lot less driven than she actually is because she's in a situation where she doesn't know where to direct her energy that like be like she lacks the information to know where she needs to be doing things and so she's just kind of like she has all that i do think she has the drive she just doesn't know where to put it and so it makes her look like she just doesn't care i do think she cares um but i think it i i like i said i i do think that it's maybe not quite as much as some of like these super fans but i do think the drive is there it's just like it's just stuck inside of her and and like like which way do i turn yeah and i also and i also want to like remind people that these with the exception of people that pick it up well like like janelle who was playing like a new school player in the old school days or caster who was playing like a new school player in the old school days like keisha is used to a, a cast and a version of big brother where your social game sometimes outweighs your strategic game. And that's just not how it is in, in, in 2020. Like sometimes your strategic game needs to out with outweigh your social game. There, um, and there really is, there really is, I think a bit of a divide here. The new school players, some of them at least are like really up on current meta strategy. Like, uh, mm-hmm. like, you know, Cody knows what he's doing. Danny knows what she's doing. Um, Franzel knows what she's doing, even though she's a flawed player. Like, uh, <laughs> like some of these players, like really know the the most up to date, like best ways to play this game. And some of them are kind of stuck in a previous version of the game, a previous meta of the game. And I think, you know, you have somebody like Memphis, who is like somebody who was in a in a previous meta of the game trying to adapt uh, without having like the extensive knowledge of having watched all these seasons. And this is kind of what we're seeing, right? Like this weird sort of new branch, uh, which is why I'm super curious to see it, because it's not attached to the meta of of Big Brother that is um, evolved it's like you took it's like you took big brother 10 and then said the rest of like big brother 10 after big brother 10 doesn't exist where could big brother meta strategy have evolved if we start there and then move somewhere else um and that's kind of where memphis is right now yeah exactly it's interesting it's interesting to me um so uh, Day is going to go ahead and talk with David some more about uh, working together. Did I already? No, yes, we didn't say this yet. Um, that uh, David says he's continuing to play dumb. Um, and uh, Davon is like, did you, did you lie to me about thing knowing things? He's like, yeah, I mean, that was before, though. Um, he's uh, continuing to act like he doesn't know what he's talking about um, and that he does want to work with her. They also think that they can work with Nicole Anthony. He mentions that, you know, she brought up working with them. Um, so, you know, this is I do think these people like each other, this group. Um, right. 
the the potential group um but like i said it's i think you you need power to solidify a group especially when you have people like devon and bailey who have a lot of options and other options with groups that do have powers uh or do have power um and even david has a little bit of a connection you know through devon and bailey through tyler to uh, a group in power so um we'll see we'll see I'm just I just don't want David to play dumb too much. Yes. Like there's a fine line between because everyone here knows that you played the game or you wouldn't be here. So you were in the house for for I don't even want to put a time limit on it. (laughs) You were in the house. (laughs) You attended ceremonies. You attended competitions. Um, So like you even though you you left in your one competition you played. Um, you so you like you know how the game goes, so you can only put up this act oh so much. So like I can see maybe you know faking like about strategy or acting like you don't know about like how you know certain you know interlocking things work as far as social structure or um like power ranking or anything like that. But like there's only so much you can you can you can fake you know what i'm saying yeah and i I think i think like more importantly like you need respect in the game like people need to respect you you need to add value to a team um or like they might include you they might overlook you sure but you'll have no agency in the game if people don't respect you and they all look at david like this guy has no idea what he's doing uh like why would we bring him into an alliance officially when he barely even knows what an alliance is uh and that's a problem for him in the game and it will also be a problem for him if he does make it far in the game uh like sure david in the final two can be like actually i did know what a veto was way back when nobody's gonna care and they might think he's lying yeah i think that um he what wherever he gets pulled in he'll be pulled in as the number he'll be pulled in as the we need to get our target out so to make sure that we do we'll put you up as the pawn he's going to be used as the 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 go-to guy to go do the dirty work so that the blood is on his hands and on no one else's like he's just going to be like tossed around and used like uh something that's tossed around and used like a, a rubber ducky yeah like a rubber duck i was ball. trying to think of a good big brother pun but <laughs> hey, hey, there's plenty of rubber duckies in there um so ian is gonna have a check-in with franzel um ian tells her that he thinks that's Keisha's gonna stay um franzel though is curious about his relationship with davon because as i talked about yesterday uh franzel is kind of using her relationship with Ian as kind of a bargaining chip uh, as currency to get in good with other people, uh, including Davon, um, who was worried about Ian. And so she saw that Davon was talking to Ian a lot throughout the day. Davon is doing that because I'm sure she doesn't want to have to rely on Franzel for Ian's relationship. Mm-hmm. And I- and Franzel, I'm sure, is wondering how did this go? Because she does want Davon to rely on her for her relationship with Ian. And Franzel was probably very pleased to hear from Ian that he did not feel like he got much from Davon throughout the day. And he is actually very concerned about her because 
he remembers Big Brother 17 that Steve wanted to work with her and that she said in the diary room that she doesn't want to work with Steve because that guy gives her Ian vibes and that's dangerous and she doesn't want those people here and she wanted to take out Vanessa and Steve because they both seemed too smart um, and he he just pulled out those receipts and yeah. uh, and it's a great read too because it it does mirror a lot of what she has been saying about Ian so far. Yeah, it's uh... I don't know, man. Like, I love a good candid DR, but you never know when someone you're going to play with three years from now is watching your diary. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, it's, uh, it was, it's, uh, he's, 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 he's nervous about that. He's nervous about that. Um, so, um, so uh, then then uh, Keisha came and, and started uh, campaigning for them. Um, so Janelle is going to talk some more with Bailey um, and they talk more about working together there. Like I said, uh, a lot of reason to believe that there uh, that this is one of the pregame relationships that Janelle had that did not um, crumble. Um, and uh, they seem to get along pretty well. Um, they talk about working together. Janelle also mentions that she likes Danny a lot and wants to work with Danny, too. Um, but she is a little bit skeptical about how close Danny is with Franzel. Uh, that worries her because, you know, <laughs> Janelle and Franzel one of those pregame relationships that did not did do not too work. well. Right. Um, so, uh, and, and not only is Danny close with friends in the house, it seems, but she's also like good friends with her on the outside. Like Janelle knows this. Janelle has been trying to tell people this. A lot of other people don't seem to know it very well. Um, or don't believe it that much uh, because they're later going to have a conversation uh, day and, and Danny about like, ah, not that close with friends. Um, but, uh, but Janelle and Bailey still, They've got something, um, you know, they they've uh, this this could be the saving grace of Janelle and uh, potentially Kaser if um, if she's able to maintain some of these connections to people in power positions like Bailey. Yeah. Can I just say I never thought that I would say this after watching. BB 20, but. Bailey, I think probably has the most social capital in the game. She's good. Here's the thing I noticed about Bailey is she has this thing that you have to do when you're playing these games um, where you have to connect with the person personally before you can connect with them strategically. And she finds even the most little minute thing that she has in common with you. Like, who would think that Keisha and Bailey has anything in common? But when Bailey comes to her as a person and just starts to talk to her, things start to open up and she realizes, oh, they're both beauty queens. Like, oh, my God. Like, now this is her in with mm -hmm. Keisha in case Keisha stays or with Janelle um, or anybody in the game. It's like if if I can't find something personally that we have, the one thing that I'm for sure we have in common is that we both played Big Brother. So that's so now let's get deeper into your season of Big Brother or my season of Big Brother and talk about things. Like she was talking with um, Janelle, and I think it was uh, Day, um, about the swaggy situation um, with last season with, um, with Tyler and Kat. And I think that 
like just little small like little conversations like that she's really 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 like cashing in her social capital so that when it's time for her to go to the bank and cash some checks like girl is rolling in the dough like she is set she's i'm so proud of her like setting herself up and i don't want to get like into like all this like poc social stuff but it just it warms my heart to see a little black girl playing this game like any other little white girl could and like really like be in there socially we have yet to see what she's going to do with it strategically but i'm like loving what she's doing socially and she like has herself set so good right now so literally no matter who wins as if she keeps up this momentum no matter who wins hoh for like the next four weeks she's going nowhere near the block unless she blacks out on tyler again (laughs) or (laughs) or uses the veto on the wrong person on accident (laughs) like (laughs) i she's really set herself up very well yeah, I mean, look, she, there's a reason she got an eight in the stock watch once upon a time. Like she yeah. has some chops in this game. Uh, I, I think she's also she's really good with body language, um, more so than a lot of people, like uh, certainly better than uh, than Danny uh, at this. But like she's very good at like maintaining eye contact and like smiling at people um like in, in a way that a lot of people are not um and it just it it helps like uh maintain this like very friendly sort of bubbly uh sort of uh you know vibe that she gives off that i think is is very useful and i see in the chat a lot of people are saying are talking about like the day and bay pairing um and if bay wasn't you know seen as a pair with with Devon i think that she that that they both are smart enough to know how to capitalize on that um because i feel like davon is a little more strategic than bailey um if davon like davon's downfall has always been that like she like she has these great reads on things but her actions based on the reads are wrong like she doesn't take the right actions based on her reads so i feel like if davon got her reads together cuz Girl, I love you, but this season, no man. Um, I feel like if Devon were to get her reads together, if she were just to be out in the, just to be out and about a little more, because um, I like what she's doing, and I said this on Twitter yesterday. I like what Devon does, um, and Nicole A does this a lot too, where they'll just find a spot in the house and they'll park it. Like in the mornings, it's the bathroom. Like you park it there. There's going to be people coming in and out. You can get quick little 10, 15 conversations, 10, 15 second conversations in that are like good instant, you know, just check-ins real quick. Or like at dinner time, it's like on that last seat going towards the storage room. Like they, they find a spot and park it. And Devon does that very well, but I just need her to be out in a little bit more like yesterday everyone's back out in the backyard and it was just like her and like two other people in the kitchen like i just need her to be out a just a just a teensy bit more and i think that her her place will start to to rise a little bit um i just but they're good together i just i don't know they just just a little something missing with day yeah, I mean, Devon is is um, I think like she's included in this bigger group, uh, this power structure. But 
most of the people she's hanging out with are the people on the bottom. Um, like most of her personal relationships are with people like Nicole Anthony and Kevin. And, um, you know, she has a relationship with Kaser, but doesn't give him anything. Um, she's trying to get in with Ian, but it's not really working and he doesn't have any power anyway. Um, and so really like her, her biggest, relationships are with Bailey who is in better with uh, the power structure than she is. Um, and her biggest connection to the power structure is Franzel. And that's a, uh, it's not a great place to be um, because we know, we know Franzel. Um, so uh, Kevin and Tyler are going to check in a couple times. Um, Kevin says, uh, again, I, I want to work with you, Tyler. Uh, when I when I saw you in the group, I was like, "This is great," um, and I would love to uh, to you know keep this on the down low, but like work together. And Tyler again is like, "Yeah, man, yeah, that's awesome. Like, let's do this. <laughs> we can we can run this thing, man." Um, oh goodness. <laughs> Uh, Kevin is also going to talk with Kaser. Uh, Kaser is not going to give Kevin a solid sort of like a uh, decision on the vote. He's kind of just like, uh, I'm still not sure yet. I haven't talked to people. Um, and when most other people are telling Kevin, like you're good, it's not great. Not great from Kaser. Um, Kaser does try to talk to Dave Vaughn. Um, they, cause they do have a, like a good relationship. Like it's fun. They have a fun dynamic. Um, but, uh, there's, there's a barrier in between them. Like every time Kaser tries to bring up game, Devon gives him nothing. Um, and she kind of opens up to him in this conversation. She says, look, you kind of intimidate me. Kaser. Like <laughs> you can be a lot sometimes. And he's like, ah, look, I'm an intimidating guy. Uh, I'm too handsome. Um, and, um, she, uh, she's like, yeah, like we had that conversation upstairs. And that was when Kaser talked about the importance of like, uh, you know, standing up for what's right and how he went on the show, uh, in season six to, represent his culture um and it was like a good conversation but like when it comes to game it's like you're so intense man um and uh cases caser like unfortunately was not able to like capitalize on this this opening um he's like oh man like i i try not to be like hey like you you can trust me you, you can trust me um and like uh you can trust me is not yeah it's not, not gonna the- it's not gonna cut it yeah, I think um, this is this is a problem you see a lot with with returnees is that, and it it doesn't work in a season with with a bunch of with all t- returnees is that they is that they feel like you can trust me or I have your back or um, like let's do this, man. Like is enough. Like you have to like have that social like connection with them. And like, if you just, if you guys just talk in passing or just, excuse me, or just talk in groups, like that's not enough there for you to say that. Like you have to like invest in these people and I don't, and there's a lot of people that aren't investing in each other. And I think that's where, that's where the problem is going to lie for a lot of these people is that they're not investing in each other. Yes. So yeah, he he tries a couple more times to talk game with her. He's like, uh, like I really thought I was going to be nominated, and that's why I went for that safety. And she just starts to, okay, okay. <laughs> I don't. That's not what I thought, but okay. Like, you you didn't think that? Like, no. Um, like, 
All right. Well, like, what about what about this vote? Like, uh, what what are we thinking on the vote? Um, you know, Keisha, Kevin. She's like, I don't know. I, just, I, don't, I don't know. Um, and yeah, I'm surprised he didn't like. I don't know. Like that would be so awkward. Well, he he got he got frustrated. He just kind of like yeah. left. He's like, yeah. Oh, all right, I guess that's I guess that's all I got. And then he like was yeah. just he was kind of ranting to uh, someone after, just like nobody wants to talk game in this house. <laughs> um, and so uh, it was not not a great. It was a missed missed connection there. Um, yeah. Danny is going to talk with Day a bit about how they're solid and they're working together. And Danny's not that close with Franzel. Um, and uh Franzel is gonna have a conversation with uh with Janelle and and a few other people in the bedroom uh that they're in. Um and we're just kind of chit-chatting. Um and the conversation comes around to like Victor and the like when she met Victor and how she didn't like him at first because she was with Corey and uh Janelle kind of asks about Corey and Franzel's like, I don't really want to talk about Corey. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but then she does talk about Corey and then she comes out and she is like in tears, like, uh, like, Oh my God, like Janelle's so evil. She just tortured me, <laughs> tortured me with Corey talk. Um, like she, like she always does this. She brings up people I don't like and then I say things that are going to get me in trouble. Um, <laughs> yeah, man, Franzel and her, her situations. I don't know. <sighs> I feel like I, to be I re, like in a perfect world, I would just like want this to be like strategy. I just want to be like be able to come on a podcast <laughs> with Taryn and say, you know what, Nicole is like really playing up like the whiny baby underdog thing. And I think like people are like gonna drag her like, you know, pretty far for because she, like, she can be beat. But it's like, no, people are gonna drag her to the block <laughs> because she's annoying. <laughs> I'm telling you guys. This is like exactly what people were talking about on season 17 with Vanessa. They were like, I wish this was strategy, but I don't think it is. I wish she would own her stuff, uh, but she doesn't. Um, and nice. like, uh, it's, it's a similar thing where it's like this sort of like, uh, this, this flaw in their social game um it has to be overcome she's constantly putting out her own fires um with her strategic side um and again to be clear uh i do not think that franzel is at the same level strategically as vanessa but i think they have similar flaws and similar ways of operating around those flaws and i think the fan base reacts to them in somewhat similar ways uh yeah. at least they did during the season of 17 after 17 people are now like oh we always loved vanessa i see, no, you, I see you guys i see you guys um, <laughs> but uh but yeah I, I mean this is uh this is messy this is messy business and yeah. uh and afterward cody was just like man like, what the christmas was like what was that <laughs> yeah it, it it got really it got really intense. Um, kind of, I don't like. It was a little bit hard to watch. Like it was, it got bad. <laughs> I don't know. It's <sighs> come on, Frenzel, get it together, girl. 
Now, I mean, this is why it's so frustrating to watch Franzel because, like, she does have this ability in the game. Like, she knows the game yeah. better than most of the people in that house, really. I mean, mm-hmm. she's one of the more knowledgeable people about the game in that house. She knows what she's doing, but she is just so flawed yeah. <laughs> like she's can't she it's can't a lot play. and like the paranoia i do think is part of what makes her a good player because she's never she never gets comfortable she's always worried and paranoid mm-hmm. and like it helps keep her on her toes that's true but it 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 hinders her socially is the problem. Right. Um, and so she's like constantly shooting herself in the foot socially because of this uh, paranoia. Cause like if she could, if she could just like separate the paranoia from the, like uh, the insecurity, uh, then, then I think she'd be fine. Cause if she was paranoid, but was able to like keep it to herself and not like, super freak out at two other people and like uh cry to them and stuff um and i think that would help i mean at the same time it does make her look weak which helps her threat level mm-hmm. but uh but it also like it makes it hard to work with her in an alliance um it makes it hard to like trust that she's a solid presence and you hear cody talking about this with with uh with christmas like cody doesn't want to have want to deal with having to keep somebody and, and it's a it's a topic of conversation all the time like you got to talk to Franzel every day. You got to make sure she feels comfortable because if you don't, she will get paranoid and she will start to not trust you and she yeah. might do something. Yeah, that's why, that's why I would never get an alliance with her because like, I don't need to have to check in with my allies every two minutes. Like, Franzel is a terrible... Franzel is... I talked. I talked about like people that are good allies in this season franzel is the worst ally yeah. imaginable it's um, bad yeah because not only like do you have to like check in all the time but you also have to like because of who she is and how she plays you also have to make sure like all the time that she's not playing you like <laughs> she's so slippery and she's so devious she will cut it's, anybody's throat like yeah, she's she the worst she does not give a F like she doesn't. And granted, I love a good savage player. Like I love it. Like I'll vote out Jesus. I don't care. Like I love a savage player, but like, but she'll girl, cry and blame you when you when she does it. Exactly. Like girl, it's why did you do this, JT? You made me do this. <laughs> Oh jeez! <laughs> Come on. Oh. Um, she does have a conversation with Cody about uh, about uh, Cody's a little bit nervous about Danny. Um, he's seen Danny talking to a lot of people. Um, now we know that Cody was nervous about Danny prior to including her in all of these things. Um, so that nervousness is kind of bubbling up again. Um, <clears throat> Cody and Danny had a little bit of an argument about, uh, about COVID, um, uh, yesterday. Um, <laughs> and OMG. yeah uh because C- cody uh is becoming problematic not very educated on uh the situation and um and uh danny was like uh like not pleased with it and they they got into like this uh this sort of like a little argument and like the thing about danny danny works with the people she likes 
I don't think she liked that argument. And since that argument, I haven't seen them as chummy with each other as much. I don't think it's a big deal. I don't. But it could be representative of future conflict between Cody and Danny, which could be very important to the, how the season turns out. Because if they aren't able to get along, if they don't uh, trust each other, then this whole power structure will crumble. Um, they are two very, very key, uh, you know, foundational members, and um, and you know, it, it, there's not there's not full trust there. Yeah, I. <sighs> have never been on the Cody train, as I said before, but I am I'm not, I didn't even buy a ticket after that. Like <laughs> Cody I don't know. I don't know. Like I'm very like pro let's not all die. <laughs> I'm very pro wear your mask. I'm very pro social distance. Like I'm very pro all that. So I was like 100% in Danny's corner and just, and it's not even like what Cody was saying. Cause like I've run into people, you know, on social media and like in my everyday life that aren't necessarily as educated about the pandemic and how it's affecting our world. But it's, not what he said it's how he said it yeah he said it very like i don't care like it's not that bad it's just the flu like i've had my my soccer players have had it and they're fine and like danny's trying to get me to understand that okay that may be cute and all but it's still people out here dying of coronavirus like wear your mask bro like and she's trying to like get him to understand that and he's just so like nonchalant about it and that's what makes her mad is that he's being so nonchalant it's not it's like okay if you don't understand something let's have a conversation about it like let's have a civil conversation we in the big brother house we ain't got nothing but time so (laughs) let's have a conversation but like don't be in can i say asshole don't be an a hole. <laughs> like, yeah, and, and to, to to be clear, uh, like um, for for what it's worth, uh, Cody did say like I'm not saying don't wear a mask. I'm not saying that I didn't social distance. I did all of this, all of those things. But what he was doing was he was downplaying uh, the 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 virus itself. Um, he, like I, I, like the vibe I get from Cody is that like uh, you know he read on Facebook somewhere that like oh coronavirus has existed long before this thing, um, and so he keeps saying. Saying that like it's existed long before this thing um and he called it the sniffles um and uh, and he said yeah like i've like my soccer players have gotten it and there was like this um this sort of like miscommunication where uh it sounded like he said like when he was saying he was like uh like the, oh, i can't remember yeah. the exact way it sounded like danny he said, thought he said yeah. he had it yeah, um yeah, yeah. he didn't say that he said his soccer players had it um but danny thought he said he had it and he was like i didn't say that and she's like now you're taking it back um <laughs> roll the tape yeah roll she was, the tape she was so tight it was she was like <laughs> she was like what you just said you had it he was like no i didn't no i did i did not say that because he could tell that she was getting pissed off like 
like her daddy was coming out like <laughs> she get it from her daddy and it was coming like you saw evil dick on his way out <laughs> and he was like oh shit <laughs> like i did not say that <laughs> yeah um yeah it's uh, man we're we're already getting this the the you know yanni laurel uh in the chat where some people did hear him say that he had it. Uh, oh, to the best of my ability when i listened to it i very much did not hear him say that he had it it, it didn't even make sense in the context of what he was saying and it doesn't make sense that he would immediately deny it if he did say that he had it uh so i fully believe that he did not say that he had it um uh, yeah he said but, my guys yes it, it did say, like you can i can understand where like i understood where she thought he said it but i do not believe that he said it uh, but again it it's like when we get into these, like, did he say this or did he not say this? It it kind of distracts from the overall thing, which is that he was downplaying it, it to begin with. Like, that's that's way more uh, what we should be focusing on. Um, but also what we should be focusing on is the potential game ramifications of a conversation yes. like this um, where, uh, you know, it, this could be a rift here um, in uh, in their relationship. Um so, uh, so they, that was, that was there. Um, he also lets Franzel know that, uh, that Enzo has been a little bit concerned about, um, Franzel's relationship with Ian, um, and stuff like that. Um, and, uh, they also talked about how they would probably put up Nicole Anthony and David if they won the HOH, uh, tell them both that they're pawns and then, you know, see where they, see where they go from there. Yeah, and I'm not, um, I don't hate that plan for them. Um, I think that that would be a um, a safe route to play. It'd be a route that would allow them to see um, where the sides really lie. Uh, because the, the I think the event in the house that is going to really decide how things go is going to be um, the week two veto. Um, and I think depending on who's on the block, um, we can get some real answers with where people want to, uh, want, want to project their game, like the trajectory they want to go on for their game. So, uh, I, I mean, I wouldn't, if, if they want HOH, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't hate those knobs. Yeah. Um, and honestly, I mean, I, I still think they should be looking at Yeah, Like, uh, I don't think that Cody should be relying on Franzel to to keep Ian in check because I don't think she can keep Ian in check. Um, I think Ian will do what Ian wants to do regardless of what Franzel tells him. So uh, I still feel like Ian probably should have been his target this week. I feel like Ian should probably be their target next week. I think Ian is one of the more dangerous players in that game for a big power group uh, because uh, he's not going to care. Exactly. Like yeah. <clears throat> Ian's the type of player to be like, oh, you guys have a power group and uh, no matter who I put on the block and say my target is, you're not going to vote them out. Okay, I'll just put up two of you instead. Like he's like that kind of like that kind of player. Yeah. All right. So that's basically what we've got for you. Unless JT, you have anything else that you want to bring up? Um. I think we like talked to like we went through like we talked about everything that I have in my notes. Okay. I do want to like note two things. One is that I think that even though I'm all for, you know, like drawing some lines and, and us having like 
some alliances that are going to work together and be loyal to each other. I think that Memphis and Cody are making a huge decision by making Danny their middleman. Huge, 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 terrible decision by making Danny their middleman because the way that Danielle plays this game is she allows you to hang yourself. So she uses what information she can from you. She has her loyalties, but if, if your decisions, like they may be good for the Alliance, but if they're not good for her, like, all right, you can make the, I'll support you, but I'm not making that move. You're making that move. Um, so I feel like they're making a bad decision by making her their middleman because she is going to know where the power is in that Alliance. And she's going to be able to exploit that. Mm -hmm. Um, and then the fact that she's also connected to Bailey and she has like a six degrees of separation thing with like Frenzel, Franzel, Frenzel, <laughs> with Franzel <laughs> and Day. Um, I feel like, like she's very, she's, I don't know. She, if she's able to play this middleman uh, and get into the, the spot of like first jury, it's going to be a hard road for anyone to beat her in the end. It's going to be, it's going to be hard. Like she's, I don't know. She's doing what, what Devon needs to do, which is talking to everyone strategically and being a little more social. Cause Danny still is, I don't want to say she's like the, like a recluse, but Danny picks and chooses who she talks to and when. Like Bailey knows to just talk to whoever's in the room and make it a good conversation. Where Danny picks and chooses who she wants to talk to. And her social game is strictly strategy. <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying? Her social game is strictly strategy. So, um, and I, Devon needs to jump on that train or I don't know. <laughs> I'm just, I'm worried for Devon right now. Um, mm -hmm. even she's like in the middle, but I'm just, I'm really worried that if the wrong person wants HOH, that something could be, something could go terribly wrong. Mm -hmm. Um, Danny also had a conversation with Janelle. Danny's been waiting for Janelle to, uh, pull her in. And Janelle basically implied that like, um, like we need to get in a room together at some point. Like, uh, it basically was like, you know, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to ask you to the prom soon. Uh, be, be ready. Um, so watch out for that. Um, and, uh, the people in the chat mentioning they want to hear about the Tyler and Christmas conversation. They talked about the alliance, um, the, uh, the Memphis Alliance and they were like, eh, I mean, it's fine. Like yeah. no reason to say no. Um, right. they're still, they're still working together. They're still, uh, they're still a solid pair. Yeah. I think, I think that they are well enough players to know, to not say no to an Alliance, but they know that in the end, like when push comes to shove, that it's the two of them. Mm -hmm. Um, and but everyone feels that way with Tyler, unfortunately. Um, uh, but I think Christmas played it very well um, when she was talking with Memphis and she played it as like, oh, that's like that's a great idea. Like, I'm totally down for that. Um, I'll talk to Cody and we can make it happen, knowing good and well that her and Tyler are already a two. Um, so I think that, to be honest with you, I'm also not a fan of Christmas, 
but she's sitting. Um, you don't like Christmas? You don't like presents? No, I, I don't like Halloween at all. <laughs> um, um, she's she's in a pretty. She's I don't want to say she's in the best spot, but she's she's probably in my. She's probably in like the top seven spots of of where people are situated as far as danger to not be nominated. Yeah. Um, yes. Uh, and then um, Memphis is very upset at production um, because of the the coldness and the being a have not. Uh, he was like, uh, if you don't want me to complain, then fix it. Um, and he, he kind of had a little freak out on them uh, early uh, in the in the morning, um, uh, as in late late night um and then uh i've been i've been forgetting to mention this with rob because i think rob will love this um but uh they have a bidet now in the bathroom um, <laughs> yeah. that caser requested and um they uh I, I like i think i think rob is just gonna lo- love love the this. bb bidet the bb bidet yes um and uh caser is the one that they got it there and so they were talking about it yesterday in the hot tub um and they found uh kevin and i think tyler found out that caser is the one that got it there and they're like oh my god it's there because of you thank you caser that's amazing uh and caser's like yeah yeah look uh you know if i go it goes so uh (laughs) keep me around yeah caser was a huge uh hit on twitter all day yesterday for various things Mm -hmm. because of his birthday party the bb bidet the green shorts movement that he had going on <laughs> there was a lot going on with Kaser yesterday <laughs> all right all right that's what we have for you today thank you so much for joining us uh i will be back tonight at 9 p.m eastern for the uh first stock watch roundtable of the season um i will be releasing the survey where you can rate all of the players from one to ten based on how they're doing in the game uh we will be rating them tonight on the podcast should be very fun and then you can also play along at home uh in the stock watch by going to realitystockwatch.com and purchase Purchasing shares in each of the players based on how well you think they're going to be doing in future weeks. Uh, it's very fun. Make sure you check it out tonight. Um, make sure you find me on Twitter at Armstrong Terrence. You can fill out that survey and give your thoughts about the uh, the players and how they're doing and all of that. Um, JT, where can people find you? Hey, uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at JTDoesNYC. Um, I just tweet about reality TV, uh, true crime, and subscription boxes. Um, and you can also follow me on Instagram at SubboxJunkie, where I literally just post pictures of my subscription boxes. That's all. There you, go. <laughs> uh, you can also find me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Taryn Armstrong. We hung out watching the feeds last night. It was pretty fun. So do that. Find it. Give it a follow. Yes, it's awesome. Thank you. (laughs) We'll see you next time. Later, guys. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.